This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Welcome to Catholic Review Radio. I'm George Matisek. Our guests today are John and Tracy Sullivan, parishioners of St. John the Evangelist in Severna Park, and the parents of Russ Sullivan, a seminarian at St. Mary's Seminary in Roland Park. We're going to talk about what it's like to be the parents of seminarians. So John and Tracy, thanks so much for being here on Catholic Review Radio. Thank you for having us. So could you tell us a little bit about what your family is like? Uh, how many children do you have? And what was it like raising your children in the parish? Thank you, George. Um, yeah, it's just the uh, three of us, Tracy and uh, Russ and uh, myself. And uh, Tracy and I moved here to Maryland from New York in 1996. And uh, we became parishioners of uh, St. John the Evangelist in Severna Park. And Russ started uh, up here at the public school and then moved uh, over to um, St. John's Elementary School. So we were parishioners, and uh, then he transitioned from uh, Shipley's Choice Elementary School over to St. John's. And so you were at St. John's the whole time as a parish growing up here in Maryland? Yes, that was our that was our parish. And... Um... Russ started there in their school in fifth grade. Um, he actually came to us and asked if he could um, move schools. And we're like, okay, because we were actually considering that for um, middle school anyway. And he also asked to be an altar server that, that year. So um, that's, that's fifth grade, I think, is the, the timeline for that. And after his first, his two weeks of training, he said, I think I want to be a priest. And I was discussing it with a couple of the other mothers and they're like, Oh, they all say that, (laughs) but it stuck. (laughs) So over, over the years, it kind of, you know, he, he talked about it quite a bit throughout high school. Maybe he'd go a year and not mention it then pretty much by senior year of high school. And then all throughout Mm -hmm. um, college, he, he was um, he had a spiritual director or a spiritual advisor, I guess is what what they refer to. One here and one in Scranton. So that's where it all started. Were both of you active in your faith? And what were some of the ways you tried to cultivate faith in the family? Uh, yes, we 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 were, you know, active parishioners and um, helped out with the uh, religious education there. And I was um, still am a volunteer um, at Baltimore Washington Medical Center. We have a group, a team of people from St. John that brings um, communion to um, people at the hospital. Um, he liked going to mass and he liked it even more once he became a, an altar server. And um, yeah. We, we got him interested, uh, I will say, in, in uh, being an altar server, uh, George. I was a uh, veteran uh, altar server from uh, bro- 
Brooklyn, New York. Um, <laughs> you know, when you grew up uh, in an Irish community in Brooklyn, you were never asked growing up what street you grew up on. You were always asked what parish you from. Right. <laughs> and and so, uh, yeah. And Tra- Tracy's a convert to Catholicism. Yes. <laughs> Did you encourage prayer? Did you have family prayer or things like that? At mealtime and at bedtime. Yes. Okay. So you, you said that your son has been talking about this since he was in, first became an altar boy, which would have been what, like fourth or fifth grade? Is that about fifth grade? Fifth grade. And when did he tell you that, like, when did, when did it register that this was really happening and that he was going to be going into the seminary? When did that happen? Uh, that would have been his, right at the beginning, actually prior to the beginning of his senior year of college, he went to the University of Scranton. Okay. And as you probably know, it's, it's a lengthy process to um, apply and be accepted and then, um, interviews and essays, and um, then you have to be interviewed by a panel and psychological testing. Um, so he, I, I think that's what it was. I think it was the summer before his senior year. Um, we, he came to us and said, this is what I'm going to do. And um, we were, we were a little taken aback. We weren't quite sure if it was really going to happen. And we kind of wanted him to just take some time. You know, he was an only child and you know, he worked, but he was never really on his own. And we're like, just take some time, take a year. And he said, no, I'm ready. <laughs> so what was your reaction when you, you heard his determination to go into seminary? <laughs> determination is a good way to put it. He was very <laughs> determined and we were, we weren't all the way on board. We, we were still kind of being controlling parents and instead of letting it you know, letting it go and letting, putting things in God's hands and trusting, we were still, okay, he's only 21. He doesn't know what he's talking about, but it has certainly evolved over the last, you know, several years and see, we can really see that the Holy Spirit was working in him that day because he's a very shy, he he never really challenged us in any way. He was always a, a good, you know, a good son and well-behaved, but he really did that day. He said, I'm going to do this whether you want me to or not. <laughs> so we were like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I think, George, he had uh, been having, uh, well, I know he had been having clandestine conversations uh, with Tracy, with his mom. And then I, I, I remember he told uh, me at the kitchen table uh, one yes. night, Tracy <laughs> said it um she, she's really good with uh, time parameters. I would have told you it was last year, but it was senior year in uh, college or just prior to that. And uh, he, you could tell he was determined. And he said, Dad, I've made up my mind. And that's not how we were used to over the years hearing from him. He was right. determined. <laughs> he said, I made uh, our decision. I think, uh, at least for me, my reluctance was you're young this is a lifelong commitment it's a calling and you you need to have a little bit of an appreciation for what you're getting involved in um you you, you know you can't dismiss the fact uh, with the problems that you know that the church has been having with the scandals and then uh, people taking advantage of that to attack the church and then some some of the financial uh, issues. So for me, it was more of 
let's be practical about this. Practical, yes. Why don't you get out in the world after college? You're getting a business degree. Why don't you go work for a year, work for two years? Um, like some of the people uh, in the in uh, vocations office, uh, one of his great mentors, uh, Father Michael Diascanis, uh, was an engineer, civil engineer, uh, for a few years uh, following college. So that was my approach. But he had his mind made up and... Um, you, you know, sooner or later, and I, I don't know if I would have acknowledged, uh, acknowledged this uh, initially, George, but it's God who's calling him. Right. Right. This is uh, God's calling. And we're reminded that you did not choose me. I chose you. And so that's where we're at now. We we always, as parents, check. You're happy. You, you still feel that you're going down the right path. And um, he quickly affirms that uh, he is. And and we believe that. We see that in him. He looks very happy and content. And I just have to add that the vocations office in the archdiocese has done a wonderful job with him under the uh, leadership of uh, Father Stephen Roth and Father Matt Himes. Great uh, role models, great mentors. And they they do a very good job, as Tracy mentioned, with the whole discernment process. It's lengthy, but it's uh, deliberate, and they know what they're doing. One common concern that I hear from parents is that they might not get a grandson or a granddaughter. And <laughs> you, you only have one son, so was that more of a concern for you, or did that not even register for you? Oh, it, it registered, <laughs> it, yes, very, very loudly. But yeah, we've accepted you know, I've said that to him a few times and he said, but you have me and you'll <laughs> have my parish and, you know, which is, which is true. And, and, you know, we, we, we weren't even sure if we were going to have children. It, it was, it was, it was, it was a lengthy process and we, you know, actually seeked help and backed out said, oh, we can't do this. And um, then as it turns out, a few weeks later, we found out we were expecting and, um, you know, so I, I think, I think God's had a plan for him for a long time, <laughs> but, um, it is, it is hard to think that you won't have grandchildren. We're both the oldest, my husband's the oldest of seven boys and I'm the oldest of six, four girls and two boys. So mm -hmm. we, we had big families and we have a lot of nieces and nephews. So it, it was, you know, but, but now it, it doesn't even, I don't even think about it anymore. How has your own faith grown in watching your son's faith journey? George, I think it's uh, it's done nothing but strengthened. And uh, you, you actually, in this instance, look at your, at your son. We're all called to holiness. That's our big primary vocation. And watching our son go through this brings uh, us uh, even, uh, I think, closer to our faith. Uh, our religion and strengthens uh, our faith. And uh, Tracy, as she mentioned, is still, uh, she, she's very active with St. John's with the uh, ministry of bringing the Holy Eucharist to uh, to patients at the hospital. And we're both members of the uh, Sarah Club. So we've uh, joined that and we're involved with that. So this has, uh, Russ's decision has done nothing uh, but uh, strengthened 
our faith, I, I, I believe. And uh, you also, if I just may add, so, you know, St. John is very, I think, unique. We have four seminarians I right under five. our roof. Yeah. And five, uh, right, there's uh, an, an, another seminarian who went Jesuit uh, route, I believe. So really, we, we have five just out of St. John's. I was speaking with my mother uh, in New York. I speak with her frequently about this. Uh, I don't know if I've met many people in my life who have a stronger uh, faith than mom, but she was talking about a place as big as New York, uh, Brooklyn, uh, the Archdiocese of Brooklyn, Queens, I, I think it is, uh, may have only had a handful of seminarians for the whole archdiocese, and we have five under one roof. I think that's a story in and of itself. When you get it's pretty incredible. that many, yeah. incredible. And uh, Father uh, Eric uh, has, has done a fabulous job leading uh, leading us uh, and uh, the parishioners at St. John's and his pre uh, predecessor, uh, Father Jim Prophet, same thing. So that has a lot to do with it. Uh, to George. It was very encouraging. And uh, and we just had the priestly ordination, which had yes. eight, eight, ordinate, eight men ordained to the priesthood, which is a 40-year high. So it's all very encouraging. The priests uh, are still talking about that, as we are. They, they said the capacity, I think, inside of Mary Our Queen is 2,500. One of the priests was telling me that. So you had 2,500 people sitting and several hundred more standing, standing yeah. it was the incredible on the side. So what does that say? That's a lot more than just the families. Yeah, of so much hope. Yeah, yeah, so much hope. That's great. Well, our guests today are John and Tracy Sullivan. They are the parents of Russ Sullivan, who is studying for the priesthood at St. Mary's Seminary in Roland Park. We're going to take a little break and we'll be back in a moment and we'll talk some more about some advice that the, the Sullivans might have for parents who have children considering the religious life. I'm George Matisek. You're listening to Catholic Review Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. With inviting surroundings, complete independence, and an unmatched quality of life, Mercy Ridge is the unparalleled choice for your retirement lifestyle. It's a way of living that promotes an active, healthier life. Located in Timonium, Maryland, Mercy Ridge Continuing Care Retirement Community features a beautifully landscaped 32-acre campus. The grounds, dining, and recreational amenities and residences are designed to provide a gracious lifestyle and a variety of exciting activities. Visit MercyRidge.com. Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbelt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy. 
is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. I'm George Matisek. Our guests today are John and Tracy Sullivan, parishioners of St. John the Evangelist in Severna Park, and the parents of Russ Sullivan, who is studying for the priesthood at St. Mary's Seminary in Roland Park. So John and Tracy, could you give some advice for parents who might be in your same shoes when their son comes saying he might consider the priesthood or if a daughter comes and says she's interested in the religious life, uh, what advice would you have for them? Tracy? We, we, um, we didn't do it initially, but you really should just embrace it because it was, it was coming from his heart. I mean, that was obvious. You, you really have to give it up, give it up to God and pray, pray, pray. And I think that once once you realize that, okay, this is God calling him, everything changes. Like, we're just so happy. He's much happier. And we've seen, I think now that he realizes, you know, how much we love and appreciate what he's doing, he's happier as well. But um, praying and just giving him support in every possible way. I, I really don't think I could top that, George. Uh, I, I obviously, uh, what Tracy said is, is the real answer. On the practical side, I would uh, uh, suggest uh, to any parents, there are a couple of uh, books uh, written by uh, Father Brett uh, Brannan. Uh, one is A Priest in the Family, and it's a very, very practical guide that uh, explains explains how to support your son and all of the uh, steps in the whole process, the uh, discernment process, answers a lot of questions. Yes, and, that is a good book. And he wrote another one, uh, uh, Father Brennan, uh, which is uh, To Save a Thousand Souls. I believe that's the title. I haven't read uh, that, but Russ read it. And so, you know, Russ was taking this very serious and... Uh, and, and I would also recommend, again, on the practical end, uh, Tracy really covered the spiritual side of it, the most important part. But on the practical end, I, I would uh, uh, encourage parents to reach out to the Office of Vocations and uh, speak with Father Roth, speak with Father Matt Himes, speak with the parish priest about, about this too. I think another thing that we... Um... At, at least for myself, like getting involved, um, like in prayer groups. And I, I joined a Bible study a few years ago and just having other people praying for you and helping you, you know, towards the same goal. It's been so, it's been great for me to have, um, the fellowship. Um, cause we, we kind of, you know, we were parishioners and we did, you know, little things here and there, but the more involved you get, the more your eyes are opened and the more your heart is opened. Did Russ participate in any vocations camps growing up? I know they have Quo Vadis and other things like that. Uh, did he participate in those? And would you encourage young men and women to participate in those kinds of activities? Absolutely. He, he did participate several years and he's actually helping lead Quo Vadis, which is starting uh, this coming Monday for um, four, four or five days, I think, at um, St. Mary's Seminary. Okay. So, um, yeah, and he enjoys, you know, I think he, Father Matt has taken him to several high schools 
you know, Mount St. Joseph, where he went to high school and several other of the Catholic schools and, you know, to speak to some of the young men and women about, um, you know, vocations. So, uh, yes, do it all. <laughs> we touched on it in the last segment, but the perception of the priesthood has certainly taken a major hit over the last several, maybe the last 10, 20 years. Uh, what would you say to parents who still have are concerned about the perception of the priesthood or, or concerns about the safety of their children? I would say watch the YouTube video of this most recent ordination and it will, it, it would, it, it was so beautiful and there, the Holy Spirit was really there the whole time. Like you, you really felt his presence. Like it, it was just amazing. Yeah. There, George, uh, to, to that, I mean, Tracy's absolutely right. It's it's like a dual-sided coin, right? There's two sides to the coin. So you have some of the people who would look toward the negative things that may have happened, but when you see something like that ordination and how special uh, these priests are to the people uh, in bringing Jesus to the people and the people to Jesus, that far outweighs, in my opinion, some of the other issues um that go back 30 40 50 years uh, yeah. isolated instances it certainly takes a certain amount of courage to put on a collar these days uh, what what do you have to say to that the, the fact that these young guys are willing to at least enter the seminary and, and try to see if they have that calling it, i think it says a lot about them uh in, in my opinion george uh young men who make this uh, decision it's, it's not really the in vogue thing to do these days, right? There's a counterculture, uh, social media out there. A lot of parts of society that are really hung up on materialism and other distractions like that. And like I mentioned, social media, I think, just makes it that much more difficult. But people, I, I believe, were all put on the earth to encounter Jesus. And when you get a young person who makes that sacrifice, it's not like he's losing anything, but he's answering God's calling. And uh, to, to do something like this is not an easy decision, but it's it's a special one. And your son is on pastoral year this year, is that correct? Or he's beginning his pastoral year. Could you tell us what that is and where he's serving? Yeah. So he is in um, St. Margaret's of uh, Bel Air with Monsignor Kevin Shenning. And um, he absolutely loves it. It's, it's a very large parish. They have a school. They actually have um, another, it's two parishes as well. I think it's Sister Mary Magdalene. Um, so the school's divided on both campus campuses. Um, they have a very strong youth ministry there and he's being, in, he's involved in that. Um, I think they're doing a little bit with the, um, first responders there in the community as well. That's kind of a passion of his, um, but he absolutely loves it. You know, weddings, funerals, um, really just getting into the parish life, um, which at first we're like, do you really need to take a whole year for that? But yes, you do. You really, really, you really do. And I, I, I don't know how you could not do it almost. I think it, I think it, it's, very important. And he feels the same way. He's really enjoying it. So it's only been about four weeks, three or four weeks, but he, he's having a, having a good time. 
Yeah. We haven't met Father Kevin, uh, Monsignor Kevin. Uh, he likes to be referred to as Father, as uh, we understand it. We haven't met him yet, but uh, of course, Russ speaks very highly of him. He has a great uh, reputation for his leadership up there, and he's keeping uh, our son busy six days a week. Russ is an, the, the <laughs> litmus test we use for that. He's an avid runner, George. He likes to go out and run four, five, six, seven miles in the afternoon at three yeah. o'clock. In order to get that in now, uh, he's telling us he has to get out at 5 a.m. Sometimes. Of this yeah. Summer heat either. So. <laughs> That's great. Well, our guests today have been John and Tracy Sullivan, parishioners of St. John the Evangelist in Severna Park, and the parents of Russ Sullivan, a seminarian for the Archdiocese of Baltimore, who is studying at St. Mary's Seminary in Roland Park. Uh, John and Tracy, thank you again so much for being here on Catholic Review Radio. Thank you. And please pray for Russ and all the seminarians. We will. For Catholic Bye. Review Radio, I'm George Matisek. Thanks for listening. As parents, we want to put our children on the right path, one that leads them to become intelligent, responsible, compassionate adults. That path begins with a Catholic education. Catholic schools inspire academic excellence with a balanced curriculum that integrates music, arts, world language, and Catholic faith, while challenging students in the areas of science, math, and technology. Help your child reach their full potential. Enroll in a Catholic school today. You're probably not getting much church news in your daily newspaper or on your local TV station. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. There are so many ways to stay in touch with the Catholic Review. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Catholic Review Media will inspire, teach, inform, and engage you wherever your faith takes you. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.